right. It's been a while since I've been up here to preach a sermon. Uh, it's been, been about a month, but I, I believe that the, the pulpit has been in good hands, and I know over the next couple of weeks it will continue to be in good hands, but it's also nice to be back here with you all this morning. And I would just like to share a few thoughts that I had, a few reflections in terms of communion. And so this, this sermon is entitled, Jesus Still Washed His Feet. Jesus Still Washed His Feet. And you know, it may seem trivial at first, but touch is powerful. Touch is powerful. And most of the healings and the miracles that Jesus performed in his earthly ministry they involved touching of some sort, usually him reaching out and physically touching people, whether it was their, their eyes or their ears or their head or their hand. Jesus understood the power of a healthy physical touch. And on various occasions, those he touched were people who hadn't felt touched by human hands for years, long time, for many different reasons, perhaps out of fear, perhaps out of hatred, but Jesus overcame all of those things with love, with love. And so I'd like to look at our scripture reading one more time, John 13, 5. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel with which he was girded. Jesus, once again, is sharing his love through physical touch. You know, Jesus didn't have a hose. He didn't ask the disciples to take off their feet and stand back. He was touching them. And I think that this image is powerful enough on its own. But when we look at the context in which this story is taking place, it becomes even stronger. So let's go back a few verses. Back to verse two. And supper being ended, the devil had already put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, rose from supper and laid aside his garments, took a towel and girded himself. So Judas was one of the disciples that was in this upper room with Jesus. And not just any Judas, but Judas, after the seeds of betrayal had already sprouted up in his heart, that Judas. And our Savior was aware of this fact. Yet Jesus still washed his feet. A powerful image to ponder indeed. Jesus is love personified. Jesus is love incarnate. And this love humbled Jesus to the point of serving his greatest earthly enemy. Jesus loved the unloved. Jesus loved the unlovable. And I think that we can all relate here because we all have people in our lives who we love to hate. 
right? It's hard to love them. It's hard to care for them for whatever reason. And I mean, there could be a myriad of reasons here, but for whatever reason, we have firmly resolved that these people are undeserving of our love. We've decided not to love him. And decision plays a huge part, right? Because love isn't just an emotion. It's not just a feeling. Love is a decision. But this idea of loving to hate people, it's not the gospel message. It's not what Jesus came to share. This is not Christ's example. In washing Judas' feet, Jesus is showing us that we are not to be selective with our love. We've received the boundless love of God in abundance. And we're then called to share that same love with others. Boundless love in abundance. Regardless of what a person says or does, we are to love them. Now, this is easier said than done, right? This is not very easy to act upon. And if I'm being honest here, it's near impossible. It's a near impossible feat on our own. But with the Spirit of God, the impossible becomes possible. We're not left to figure out this loving your enemy thing on our own. We have the spirit of Christ in our lives to strengthen us, to coax us forward. Foot washing, aka forgiving others, is one aspect of communion. And the second aspect has to do with another type of forgiveness. So the communion service is all wrapped up in forgiveness. And after washing their feet, Jesus explains to the disciples that there is a traitor in their midst. A traitor in their midst. One of them will betray Jesus. And so John asked Jesus, who is it? Who is this? And Jesus responded in verse 26, it is he to whom I shall give a piece of bread when I have dipped it. And having dipped the bread, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. The time for Judas to make his final decision had come. Jesus had told Judas through the act of washing his feet that he had forgiven him. Judas, I forgive you. Now, this was Judas' opportunity to forgive himself, to forgive himself for these seeds of betrayal in his heart that he had allowed to sprout. But sadly, I think we all know how the story goes. Having received the piece of bread, he then, he being Judas, then went out immediately and it was night. Instead of repenting, Judas moved forward in his betrayal of Jesus. Instead of forgiving himself and drawing near to Christ, Judas went away. And it was with this pivotal decision that darkness started its move to try and snuff out the light. It was night indeed. 
So why do I share all this on communion Sabbath? How can we get practical here with what we've learned in this example from Jesus? Why do we practice communion? Well, first off, we practice communion because Christ commands it. John 13, 15, the same chapter, for I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. I personally believe that this is reason enough, but once again, there is even more here. In practicing communion, God gives us two different opportunities at forgiveness. Two different opportunities at forgiveness. Two opportunities at experiencing true love and seeing its power played out. Foot washing gives us the opportunity to extend love to others by offering forgiveness. It's a chance to humble ourselves and to serve someone who maybe has wronged us. Someone we haven't yet forgiven for their offenses against us. It's an opportunity to repair a broken relationship with a fellow brother or sister in Christ. It's an opportunity to strengthen the church family and to practice the kind of love that Jesus exemplified. He didn't just preach it. He lived it. He lived it. The bread and the wine, the fruit of the vine, it gives us the opportunity to forgive ourselves. To forgive ourselves. And so as we reflect on the symbols of the bread and the grape juice, the body of Christ that was broken and his blood that was shed for us because of our sins, we can realize that we caused the death of Christ. Yet, he has forgiven us. So the question then is, are we willing to forgive ourselves? Will we bask in the light of his mercy and grace or will we step out into the darkness of self-pity and regret of our decisions. Christ is calling us into the day, calling us into the night, and I believe that the devil is whispering and calling us into the darkness, calling us out into the night. There's a special power that comes with communion, and I know that for many, it's an awkward time, right? It's a day when we do uncomfortable things. We touch the feet of someone else, We forgive those who have wronged us. We stare our own sins in the face, realizing that they are the reason Christ was crucified. And all these things, they're they're considered taboo or strange in today's world. You don't forgive people, you get even. You don't touch people's feet, you leave their shoes on, right? And so there's a bit of um, stepping out of a comfort zone that takes place during communion, but there is a power there, the power to transform your life, the power to transform this very church, the power to transform this world one loving action at a time. And so I know that some of you may be tempted to slip out the front doors after this sermon. Maybe you don't take part in communion because you feel unworthy. 
Maybe you feel like a betrayer, like Judas. Don't let the devil get a hold of you. Don't let his lying tongue bring doubt into your heart concerning God's love and forgiveness that is extended to you. Jesus washed Judas' feet, symbolizing forgiveness. Jesus has also washed you clean. Somebody here today needs to hear this, so I'm gonna say it twice. Jesus loves you and has offered you forgiveness. Will you receive it? Jesus loves you and has offered you forgiveness. Are you willing to receive it? I know that forgiveness, whether of ourselves or others, it can be hard, it can be uncomfortable. But all I ask is that you today prayerfully consider sticking around and experiencing this power, the power of God that he longs to pour out to all of us here in this place in just a few short minutes. By participating in this communion service, you uphold the law of God and the commands of Christ Jesus because Jesus summed up the entire law in two things, right? Love for God, love for your neighbor. You strengthen for your love for God when you forgive yourself in the same way that he has already forgiven you. And you strengthen your love for your neighbor when you forgive them in the same way that God has forgiven them. Do you want to experience the Christian life in a more abundant way? Open your heart wide to Jesus as we do all of this in remembrance of him. Let us pray. Our loving, gracious, heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for Jesus. We thank you for this opportunity to remember just how much he gave to each one of us. We thank you for this opportunity to remember the example that he showed to us and that we have the ability to follow in Jesus' lead. We ask for a blessing today and we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.